0: Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights
1: and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the night.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Colak, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. With me all the way from the land of the lakes is my co host for the evening, the lovely Leslie Modern. Hello, Ron, how are
3: you this evening?
2: Good. Can You hear me all right?
3: I can hear you great.
2: Excellent. You can
3: hear, you can hear me. You can't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, are, are you into those uh, thunderstorms that are ripping across this region right now?
3: Uh, we're right now. It is pouring. I don't. I don't hear any thunder yet, but I, I know it's
2: coming. So, uh uh-huh. If the lights uh, go out, I might get don't out. know. <laughs> yep. so anyways Ann is out uh, doing what she does which is like a real job I've heard about them I, I've never had one but I'm sure they're <laughs> interesting um, so she's out well you know it's not a bad gig she's she's recording some rock group in in, in the park I mean t- give me a break that's not that wow. hard wow no that
3: sounds like a pretty good thing
2: and knowing Ann there'll be alcohol involved <laughs> that sounds
3: like an even better thing <laughs>
2: So anyways, Leslie, uh, for those who don't know, is is a good friend of mine. Can I say that? Yes, you may. Okay. Is a good friend of mine, and she is a member of the New England Ghost Project. She is also an author. She has written the book Medium Rare, and she is a medium, believe it or not. Can you guess? Could have guessed, huh? Yeah,
3: that's so, pretty
2: good. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to take a look at... Uh, haunted places in, in two different cities tonight, which is kind of exciting. So before I do that, uh, you uh, you have anything exciting to report?
3: Uh, I am on summer vacation. I My day job, is I work in an elementary school with special education students, and I have had, uh, I've been off since Friday, so I am living the life. So that's A what i report right now. Um, yeah. yeah. I do have a little something in the works. Um, I'm thinking about opening up my own little company that has to do with Reiki and Reiki Candles. So that's in the works. Uh, i spent some paperwork in today, so I'll let you know how that's coming along.
2: Excellent, excellent. Yeah. And and you've got a great name for the company, and I, I don't, I'm don't. i sure you don't want to give it out, but uh, or do you?
3: No, sure. It's called Positively Brilliant.
2: <laughs> Reiki Candles, <laughs> get it? Ha, ha.
3: Yeah, they're positively brilliant.
2: Yeah, Just like why, me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you named it after me. I'm sorry. Jeez.
3: I was thinking about having uh, T-shirts made up that says, I am positively brilliant, and I'm sure I will give you one. So
2: So anyways, uh, we're going to look at ghosts in two different cities. And the first one we're going to look at is is in my neck of the woods. And uh, it's towards the Boston area. And it is uh, Cambridge, the Republic of Cambridge. So – Without further ado, why don't we bring our guests on?
1: Don, are you there? Don? Don, Don, Don? Are you looking for Daniel, for me?
2: Yeah, Daniel, Don, you know, it's uh, my eyes at my age. I <laughs> Don. It's all right. Yeah. What's the vowel? It, sounds, it you sounds know, more it's like your about. name,
1: Don. Yeah, exactly. So. It,
2: it begins with a D. I was very close. I only missed one letter of, of three, so that's not bad. <laughs> that's right. Dan, uh, I mean, you have to
3: understand, he's called me the wrong name for the past—I don't know—six years. <laughs>
1: That's all right. I don't take it personally, you know. He's got a lot going through the mind. Yes, okay. there you go. So, so Dan, yes, what does, let's start it
2: off by say giving us the name of your your uh, your business.
1: So the business is called Cambridge Historical Tours, and we give tours around Harvard Square and generally Harvard the Cambridge area little bit of Kendall, and then mm-hmm. of course we run the Harvard Square Ghost Tour in Harvard mm-hmm. Square as well. And, and and
2: that's that's kind of interesting because uh, you know I didn't think that we would allow ghosts in Cambridge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> as you said, the People's Republic of Cambridge. It's uh, there's an attitude of skepticism that's always going <laughs> towards uh, hauntings and ghosts and the other world. So mm-hmm. we we try to. Uh, Approach it from that angle as well and say, hey, listen, we know there's skeptics, but there's also a lot of people who have had experiences around town.
2: Uh huh. And and how long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, so this will be our third year. We're pretty brand new. Oh, it's um, not pretty brand new. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's running
2: up about the- It's good.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're starting to develop our reputation, and hopefully it's not preceding us with a poor one. I, th- I think we're making a nice splash in the city. I love it there you go
2: and uh you want to tell us a little bit about the ghost tour in particular how long is it and how do people get reservations and so forth because i think that's kind of key and Leslie, you can jump in anytime by the way
1: (laughs) (laughs) well uh as for our reservations you can you can come we run it publicly during the fall obviously that's the time when Folks seem to be the most interested in taking a walk along with us. But it takes about 90 minutes. We start right there in the middle of Harvard Square, near where the tea lets in. Uh, we talk a little bit about, you know, we, we throw some jokes in there, make sure it's good for the kids, and try not to scare the pants off of anybody. There's no really terribly gruesome, terrible, macabre stories in Cambridge. There's a lot of fairly friendly haunting going <laughs> around. Question. And then the... And then the a few couple of, uh, there's, there's definitely a couple of mysterious ones that involve strange murders around Cambridge that we try to throw in there. And there's, of course, a sordid past back in the 16th, 1700s when folks uh, had an even stranger attitude towards death or more foreign to us today anyway. Uh, you know, we try and keep it light enough to make sure that the whole family can come along, but still interesting for those who have had experiences or understand or want to understand more about the other world.
3: Now, do your um your tour guides do they dress up? Do they play a part, or are they strictly
1: you know? Do. button down shirts? We do. So, <laughs> no, so the, we we tend to dress up. Sometimes we'll go as you know random grave diggers from around Cambridge, or uh, <laughs> you know my my character when I go out is Dirty Richard. I wasn't dirty because of the filth. I was dirty because of my political practices, and as a result, got a had a mob come and beat me to death. You know, we all we all have fun little stories <laughs> like that, but there are the occasional character who decides that they want to play somebody who's actually relevant to the oh, right. history of, of, shall we call it, psychical research in Cambridge. William James oh. was one of the professors and, uh, at Harvard in the 1890s, and he would get really interested in, uh, in the afterlife when his six-month-old infant died. And we have a guy who oh. plays William James and does all of his ghost tours as, William, as Professor William James, who's pursuing the study of psychical research.
2: That's an interesting twist. Really interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think
1: so, Les. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right up
2: your alley, Les.
1: Right? It is.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, we and, particularly uh, like William James and his affiliation. We do. We, so we have one uh, one of my guys plays a medium out there. I don't. I'm afraid to say that we don't have any actual mediums on our staff. Wouldn't it be nice? Would you like a job, Leslie? I'll, we'll happily <laughs> have you. Some <laughs> a job, Les. Some of a job. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> quite a commute, but hey, it'd be fun. There you go. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, I suppose it would from, from Minnesota.
2: No, she's um, from New, Ham- New Hampshire.
1: Oh, from New Hampshire? Okay.
0: I'm
2: yeah, not that, that of far. The lake. Yeah. She's only two yeah. hours from me, which is another three quarters or a half hour from Cambridge. So so two and a half hours, three hours. Really
3: not that long.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, That's not terrible. So, uh, I mean, do you, when you've you've done uh, these cures, do, do you ever have a medium on board? I mean, not not as uh, as someone on your payroll, but but someone who takes the tours, and and what what type of reaction, if if you had, have they given you?
1: So I haven't personally on any of my tours, and I can't think of anybody who's who's come back genuinely freaked out by something that <laughs> happened on one of their tours yet. Um, but uh, but of course we do. We get a, the occasional odd duck who will come on and uh, and say, "Hey, listen. We uh, listen. Here's, here's a story that happened to me that sounds just like one of the ones that you were describing just a second ago." So we we you know we we tend to look for patterns and what people have experienced. And see if we can either, you know, debunk them on the spot, if that's possible, or if not, we can relate them to another story of something equally strange or creepy that happened. Mm -hmm.
2: So, you know, I mean, it's an interesting, when you do these tours, uh, there must have been a bit of research that would have got involved in it, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the best kind of research for ghost stories, obviously, is finding people who have actually experience them themselves, which can be a, a tough sell, especially in Cambridge, where you've got a lot yeah. of Harvard professors. Harvard's official stance on uh, on ghosts is no comment. They <laughs> they don't really talk about <laughs> no it. No comment. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. You won't find it in a lot of their publications. You certainly won't find uh, mentions of students complaining about ghosts in their dormitories in any of the school records. But, of course, there have been many of those. The school's been there since. 1638 when they opened their doors. So some of those buildings are from 1720 and onwards, and there's going to be something in there through 300 years of, of possible souls sticking around.
2: Uh I I have another friend who's a Leslie and she has written several books on Halloween and uh, she actually works at Harvard and she has read, told me that, yeah, there is definitely something going on in it, but, but they don't talk I about mean, it, like you said.
1: They, yeah, exactly. They don't, they, don't, they don't really talk about it because it's Harvard after all, and they don't want to ruin their reputation by delving into guessing about what might be going on in their halls. But there's certainly, you know, there's, there's, there hasn't been a single generation of Harvard students. If you look in the student magazines or the Harvard Crimson, that hasn't had some kind of strange experience through the, through the years.
2: So I mean, as far as uh, the research once again we'll go back to that uh, is in the history mm-hmm. most of you said are are uh, firsthand stories of of ghosts or, or is it a, a combination of the two
1: yeah well there's the combination of stuff that you can find online things you can find in the archives at uh, Cambridge Historical Society doesn't tend to have a grouping on Ghosts in our archives necessarily, but if you kind of look around you can find stuff and you know We found stuff about their very building that they said yeah We've heard that rumor before as well, but you can find it in a couple of different sources Apparently when it was used during the Revolutionary War uh, As a prison there were a bunch of German soldiers who were living there who ended up dying of disease And they like to come out at night and play cards around a card table Oh really? That sounds like someplace we should go and check out. There,
3: right? I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: that's I, I, one of the it's one of the oldest houses in Cambridge as well. So it's it's no surprise that something is there. It, it kind of strikes me as pretty funny that the people occupying it these days are five Hessian soldiers from the seventeen seventies. Yeah. But uh, I'll bet I'll, I'll bet they're not alone. And you know, what's interesting, Dan,
2: is uh, it is Dan, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, what's interesting is that some, it's funny, you know, some places really embrace it and some people don't. For instance, um, I have a good relationship with the old Manson Conkett. Now that was the, the home of, uh, Emerson and Thoreau, I believe. Well, I forget those, it's Hawthorne, whatever. Uh, and I mean, that is a historical landmark and goes back. I mean, the North Bridges on the property and, uh, you know, the transcendental movement, uh, originated in that area and um but yet they embrace the ghosts because you know people like uh throw right wrote about the ghosts in their works and so they they chose not to desire it, to deny it because it is a, a part of
1: history absolutely absolutely and you know, they, there's places like that out in Concord and at Harvard, where you just have so much energy, and there's been so much power of the mind at work there that you got to figure there's there's going to be some of that residual energy sticking around, and as a result, you might get some of these echoes, some of these sort of repeated events going on over and over again.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, now, the other thing I was going to uh, there's different locations. That I assume that you these are walking tours.
1: Yes, they are exactly. It's a ninety-minute walking tour, so we kind of go around the outskirts of Harvard Yard and delve into Harvard Yard because that's the oldest stuff in Cambridge. If you don't want to go into the deep, deep neighborhoods to find the occasional odd house from the sixteen hundreds,
2: and any of the places that you go, do they they don't uh, they don't not like you go be in the or do they care one way or the other?
1: No, I think I think they really couldn't care less one way or the other. Yeah. For them, again, it's, it's sort of all right. These are stories. Go ahead and tell them. Um, we have, and again, because we haven't had any real sightings or anything like that, they uh, they don't doubt anything that we're saying about it. And they can take it all for fiction. But a lot of it is very relevant. And again, I go back to William James. He came at it with a very scientific approach, and his opinion mm-hmm. was: if you think of the the brain, like a radio transmitter, when it's turned off, doesn't mean the signal is not still there. And he felt like the soul was sort of the signal and the brain was the radio that would, could actually transmit it so that you could hear it. Again, if it was damaged, maybe it would come out garbled, whatever. It, it was a nice analogy.
3: Good you know, one nice one of the radio.
2: Yeah, what do you think of that, Les? I mean, is it.
3: I, I think that's a brilliant an- analogy. That's
2: brilliant. So, so when you talk to spirit, you're turned on? Say that again? So when you talk to spirit, you're turned on.
3: Yeah, yeah, and in fact, the reason that spirit comes to me is because my my light is on, as I like to say, because you're turned on. So yeah. Uh huh. So and and energy doesn't just disappear, you know. So all of that brain function is is all energy, you know. So it makes total sense to me that that's a, that's a brilliant analogy. I love it.
1: So there you <laughs> go.
2: So if we take it, from- we
1: did too. I think it's a, it's one of the most interesting arguments I've heard. That it really makes sense to a lot of people who have that scientific skeptical mind, and <laughs> there's so many of them in Cambridge. We have to entertain them as well.
2: Yeah, you know what's interesting, Dan, is that I, I came across this thing, and I talked about it on the international show just yesterday. In fact, uh, about this uh, place, I forget what the, the Strawberry Museum, I believe, and they. Would specifically imprinted that this museum is not haunted. Uh, no, you know, please do not say it's haunted, despite things that are reported on the uh, web. We are not haunted. We have never been haunted. We don't have any paranormal activity. I mean, they were specifically going out of their way, and I guess the, one of the reasons is that because uh, some of the tours actually go by this museum and pointed out that it is haunted. So. Yeah, <laughs> It, I mean, I, I don't know about that particular case, whether it is haunted or not. But, I, I mean, I could see that happening in certain locations, especially in, in Cambridge. Uh, so, But that's, to me, as if it's more of an urban legend type of haunting than a uh, historical haunting.
1: Right. Well, we'd like to tell a little of both because there can be truth behind the urban legend hauntings. And again, it's very easy to sort of pass it off as, yeah, well, it was just one guy and he saw it, and it doesn't happen for a few years. and That whole generation forgets about it, so that when it pops up again, they say, ah, yeah, it's just one guy. And they don't realize that it's happened three or four times. So that's one of the advantages that we have is to see, you know, over the years, again, where are the patterns? Where does it seem to be popping up? Where do people make mention of it? Mm -hmm. Massachusetts Hall on Harvard campus is a really good example of that the the guy who's been haunting that place for the past hundred years, he only pops up once every you know, thirty years and he'll stick around for a week or two. And people <laughs> talk about him all the time. Really? And they can't oh yeah, they they can't explain. His name is Holbrook Smith. And uh and he claims to have gone to school with you know Senator Saltonstall who was there in nineteen fourteen and fifteen and you look it up and Saltonstall had a completely different roommate. It wasn't this guy at all. <laughs> He seems to know his way around perfectly well and when they tell him to go away he wanders upstairs and then doesn't come back down, but he's gone. And this happened this has happened a couple of times. The last time it really happened and anybody can can talk about remembering it was in the seventies. But so before that he pops up about every thirty years.
3: Oh, then so- he do
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I have I have no idea well the last time that he was around, uh, there was actually a proctor at Massachusetts Hall who told him that he couldn't hang around anymore because the dormitories had become co-ed and some of the ladies had made complaints and they apparently looked at this man with the saddest eyes in the world and said, you've ruined a perfectly good thing and then wandered into the basement and disappeared.
2: So this is interesting because the way you, you, you talk about it is that, I mean, we have a pretty, you know, full apparition, interactive spirit. Uh, is is it, Has it been reported that same way every 30 years or...
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, people people remembered seeing him around and talking to him, and he sticks around. He, he apparently likes to show up right at the change of the semester, right, as folks are moving in, which is, again, why I think people started to get creeped out by him by the 70s. Wow. There's, there's less of a trust of the nice old man who everybody had just sort of assumed was an alumnus before, and after a while started to get suspicious of the fact that he seemed to disappear. Rather than leave,
2: that might be a hint. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying. Now, the other thing I was going to ask you do you do you ever get like ghost hunters? They they go on the tours. They bring their little gadgets and things.
1: We haven't had one yet. I'm really looking forward to the day when we get one. (laughs) We've been talking a little bit with uh, with folks who seem to know how to do that, just so we can get some measurements. Because there's there again, there are a lot of rumors around, and we'd love to get some confirmations on this about whether or not there's some good paranormal activity around where the old jail used to be in Winthrop Park. If you go down to Harvard square, right in front of Pete's coffee used to be an old jail down there. They used to have Mm -hmm. the courthouse where they had all kinds of trials for people like the witches and things like that. They were in Cambridge and in that jailhouse, there've been a fair number of folks who have uh, kicked the bucket. And I guess Pete's coffee a few years ago had some folks come in with those gauges and try it out. And they said, Oh yeah, there's, there's there's about 16 residual spirits around here. Huh.
2: Leslie, sounds like a road
1: trip. That does, doesn't
2: it? We uh, we
1: would love to have it, some kind of confirmation. We can tell people all about it.
3: I have a question for you. Do you get most of your, um, your tickets sold online or do you have a kiosk in Harvard Square? How does it work for you?
1: So most of our tickets are sold online um, in advance. We also do have Tickets for sale in Harvard Square, right in front of the Harvard Coupe at 1400 Massachusetts Avenue. So if you just show up, we will we will serve you right there, and can you can buy a ticket. Until we start doing those public tours, though, in the fall, pub, uh, private tours, if you have a group of folks who wants to come and take this, just a group of them, they've started $120 for the first 10 people, and those can be arranged in advance. And That's those can also sort of be scheduled around whatever time frame other folks would like.
2: Yeah that that's, that's actually a good price. I mean I I do ridiculous. uh I do tours for the I'm I'm on the the uh actually the chairman of the board of the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse and we do a a haunted tour, a walking tour at the lighthouse in Fort and we charge $20 and it's always sold out. It's uh so that in reality is a good price. You know 10 people that's 12 bucks a piece. That's that's pretty good.
1: Exactly. Now we really try to make it accessible cuz we have a good time as well. Like I said we we tell you all the stories. We try to t- examine both sides of it from the skeptic side, as well as from the believer's side. And then we try and crack a few cheap jokes so that it's a, <laughs> you a full have evening jokes, of entertainment. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: You know, what's interesting is that I, I'm trying to think out where it was. I don't, not sure if it was in Cambridge, but there was a police station that they were actually, uh, taking apart and remodeling. And we were able to get in there while they were doing that. And, and uh, all I remember about the place, it was like a huge brick building. Well, that describes a lot. <laughs> and, but they had these, they had star windows. They had a, a windows that were actually had the star in it, like a sheriff's badge. Yeah. And, does that ring a bell at anywhere around you at all? In, I can't it, remember it where it not, was.
1: It doesn't yeah. ring a bell for Harvard Square anyway, but it, I suppose okay. it could have been back there behind sort of near the Fog Museum. That's one of the first fire stations in Cambridge. Uh, it could have also been down in Central Square. And if it was there, I probably don't know the stories about it quite yet.
2: No, it was just interesting because I n- remember doing that. It was all hush-hush, and we, we got to go in and everything else. It was, it was actually <laughs> pretty cool. Were you guys cool. able to find anything? Yeah, we did. And and the cool thing about it is that uh, it, w- it was really you neat. Know, you ever hear of EVPs? Do you know what EVPs are? I don't. don't EVP, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. And that's basically, have you seen the movie White Noise? Yeah. That's when the yeah. spirit takes the white noise on a recorder and manifests their voice on it. So, I mean, that's that's a, a great uh, little piece of investigative tools. Uh, it You know, it's like a medium in that they give you information more than just having your EMF meter going off or, uh, you know, seeing something on a thermal imager or something. That's It's a little bit uh, more definitive that it gives you you know, response to questions and so forth.
1: Absolutely, and that hey man, that almost takes the William James analogy of the radio almost literally. They can kind of communicate through there.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and th- there are other things like the the obelisk and the ghost box um, that uh, does the same thing as well. The the ghost box, or that hack shack, or whatever you want to call it, it, it actually pulls radio waves out of the air, so the spirit. Takes uh, what it basically scans through the, the channels and it's, and the spirit will grab words from the air and answer questions with it, which is uh, interesting. Let's put it that way. Sometimes, yeah. But anyway, so
1: that's all all little I new things. You got to you got to get near the strongest spirits for that. I would imagine the ones who are sort of resigned to be <laughs> quiet in the in the background don't get involved like that. I would imagine. Uh, no, I, absolutely-
3: I find that not to be true. I find that the ones that are Ooh. quiet and sit back and, yeah, I think that they like to put their voices on the uh, on the recorders. Like uh, when Ron and I were in a lighthouse not too long ago, and there was this this person who liked to touch women in inappropriate places that it was just hanging out. He wasn't saying anything. And so I said, are you the one who likes to touch women's breasts? And he said, yes. Yeah. On um, the voice recorder, but he wasn't going to like come forward and say, "Hey, you know." He was just kind of lurking back.
1: Right.
3: So I I, <laughs> I find it's not to be true that you know the big personalities are the only ones that will come through on the devices.
1: Anyways, Deanne, you're not gonna believe us, but we run out of you t- run out of time. Cambridge HistoricalTours dot org, or you can go to Tour dot com or org.
2: Dan, we thank you so much, and uh, maybe we'll hey, talk to you. you. Maybe, maybe Leslie Liz, and I will take a walk down here and see what we can dig up. <laughs> we'd, yeah, love we'd love to have like you. To show up.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Have a good night. Thank it. you. Thanks so much, guys. Take care.
2: Yep. You're listening to Ghost Chronicle Next Generation, with Leslie Martin and Ron Fuller, right here on Cookin' at know Boom, and Beyond. Right back to To take me back, but she's not here. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation, right here on Togeonet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink, and she is Leslie Mudden.
3: Hello, East, sorry about that. I forgot that Anne does
2: that. New England's own medium rare. There you go. Uh, brilliantly. You
3: know someone has trademarked that, so I can't do I can't that. What? Medium rare, yeah. Some lady in New York or New Jersey, yeah. Uh oh, was it, Dye? It's her trademark <laughs> now, so, so we're going to have to come up with something new.
2: You can use it in book titles. You can use it in book titles.
3: <laughs> I can do what I want, right?
2: You can use it in book titles, <laughs> anyway. Oh, well,
3: yeah. So, My book came out before her, but just saying. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the interesting thing about trademarks and, and all about intellectual property is that it's actually copyrighted as soon as it's used, as soon as it's created. Do you know that?
3: No, I didn't know that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. But oh, well. anyway, so now we move from Harvard Square in the Republic of Cambridge to Marietta, Georgia, uh, which is a little different, I think. Yeah, and joining us now is another Dan. How many Dan's can we have? Dan, Dan, Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh,
0: hey, I'm sorry. You're on the air. Okay. How are you? I'm. I
2: apologize. I couldn't <laughs> you. He was just talking to the dead. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> joining us is is. Is Dan and I can't say your last name. Could you say that for us? It's, it's, it's Flintum. and uh, and you are the the manager of the. Well, there's quite a few tours. I went on the website, but uh, Marietta Ghost is one of them. But there are there are some. Yeah, right? I'm the uh, I'm
0: the manager for the uh, Ghost of Marietta tours. I do the business development. And I have also been a paranormal investigator for about fifteen years with uh, Ghost Trackers crew in Smyrna, Georgia.
2: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, congratulations! It's uh, so Ghost Trackers. Now, I you know what? I we just had someone on the other show from Ghost Trackers in Texas. Uh, yeah, there are just...
0: several of them. We're not affiliated with each other, but there is a name out there with. Uh,
2: to several groups. Oh, I was wondering that you know if it was an affiliation or is just uh, okay. So that makes that sense. So uh, the ghost of Mary. First of all, where is Marietta? I'm a little you know we're from New England up here. Uh, and okay. joining me is is, is Leslie Biden. She's a medium, so that that uh, be right. careful what you say. Um, she knows. <laughs> Marietta,
0: probably about uh, 12 miles north west. Well it's north of Atlanta. But okay. I'm in the historic I'm in the historic part of Marietta. So uh-huh. I'm northwest of Atlanta. Actually Marietta goes northwest, north and northeast. But I'm in the historic part, so that is the
2: northwestern part. Okay. Is that is that close to Madison at all?
0: No. Madison is uh, going all the way out east, quite a quite a way, about an hour and a half east.
2: Okay, so it's not even close. Yeah, because I I did go down to Madison when we signed uh, with our book agent and we did some investigating down in Madison. So, Uh, All right, so Marietta, uh, how did you get involved in the ghost tours? And and, uh, tell us a little bit about the ghost tours.
0: Well, uh, I was contacted about a year ago by the company and asked if I would be interested in being a tour guide uh, Mm -hmm. since I was already being a ghost hunter. And I said, sure. So I came and... Went through the audition process, came up with the character, and started being a tour guide. And then uh, earlier this year, I was promoted to uh, manager. Uh, We offer quite a few different tours. All of our tours are um, fact-based and basically Mm -hmm. history-based. We tell a little bit of history about the different buildings and stuff as we go through and then of the... uh, Apparent hauntings and/or sightings of ghosts in the buildings. We've got a walking tour, and there's also a pub crawl. And oh, I'm all
1: do, over
2: that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then we do a haunted trolley tour, which basically circumferences the uh, the Square area plus uh, some additional cemeteries, which are just a few blocks outside of the square area.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, and these, you don't go into the cemeteries at night, do you? Yes, we do. Really? Oh. In Massachusetts, yeah. they're
3: not allowed to do
0: that. So yeah. in Georgia, well, got, I, it's not a law? Uh, well, yes. But, uh, we go into the city of Marietta Confederate Cemetery, which is owned by the city of Marietta, and we actually have their permission to do this.
2: Oh, that's so excellent. So
0: we have a key to the cemetery. so we're allowed. A key to, to the cemetery. Welcome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we go by the other cemetery, which is the Episcopal Cemetery, and then we also go to the National cemetery. And here in Marietta, it never closes the door. There's no gates. It's open all the time.
2: Uh, so you don't need the skeleton key? Don't uh, need skeleton Okay. Night. That's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so any, anyways, you said that you, you created a character. So for, uh, just curious things, what, what was your character and, and how did you select them?
0: Uh, my character is Dr. P, uh, of course the P standing for Paranormal. Uh,
2: wow.
0: During the the, uh, the the warmer or, or summer months, I don't wear any type of uh, any type of makeup and dress rather down. Wow. Um, coming up for the winter time, I have rather a, a, a darker image. My eyes are my face is a little onto the white white gray side with... With blacked-out eyes, you know, so kind of a. But you find over in uh, in Great Britain, doing the ghost tours over there with the castles and stuff, and then I have on a wear a long coat and cloak and carry a cane with a top hat. Cool. And then, of course, I I speak different than I'm speaking now, so. Uh huh.
2: And
3: I so did you, go online, Dan, and I looked at your reviews, and people love you. They say uh, Dr. P rocks. They say that <laughs> you are, are very entertaining, and uh, that they, they
0: highly recommend you. Well, it's just it's a it's a passion of mine. I absolutely uh, and truly enjoy my job. It's it's a passion, and uh, I get to meet a lot of people. And we've just recently incorporated some. Um, ghost hunting equipment into the ghost tours.
1: Oh, really? That the
0: people, they can request, and we've got some ghost meters, and, of course, we've got just some simple digital recorders, but there's some areas that, that uh, I recommend that they want to do some EVP. So we got those couple items, you know, going on with us right now. So it's actually it's a chance to see some other people do a, a minor little bit of ghost hunting mm-hmm. while they're on the tour.
2: So how many people go on a tour? I'm just curious at a, at a time.
0: Uh, We try to keep the tours down to 20 people, no more than 20. Um, By law, by city law, we're not allowed to go over 20 in Marietta. Uh, Once they get over 20, you kind of lose the audience. So we keep them, you know, 20 or less. Do
3: you only have one tour guide with those 20 people, or do you have more
0: than one? We have one tour guide for those 20 people.
3: Do you That's... find that that the um, audience asks you questions and um, fights for your attention? Because <laughs> there's twenty of them, that could be kind of competitive, I would think.
2: It's it's not um, kids. I don't
0: think I don't think they really fight for my attention. I'm I'm pretty good at holding an audience, oh, as well as the other tour guides that are that are on my team. Um, we're we're very good with 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 audience, um, and I mean people will ask the questions. You know, along the way, but most of them kind of wait till the very end of the night. We come back to the office, and they ask, you know, various questions like, you know, do you believe in this and do you believe in that? But I'm, I'm fairly explanatory as I go through. Like, uh, we have one particular place we go that has a um, a, an ironing board in an antique shop where there's a female ghost attached to it. Many, many years ago, it was purchased from a previous antique shop and. The lady reported seeing the ghost at night and brought the arnie horse back. And I kind of go into talking about John Zappas a that being a honey collector. That you know that there are there are apparently items that have good energy and bad energy attached to them. We feel that there's a, a good energy attached to it. there's an overwhelming. So a lot of the stories that I tell about the places I go to, I I have a tendency to reference things from TV. I feel is appropriate. Not everything on TV I feel is real, of course, but
2: Mm -hmm. there is um... some. I have so many questions for you today. Is it okay? Yeah, go.
3: uh, Sure. Okay. Um, Since you have um, tour people on your tour with um, things that will collect evidence or, you know, show some sort of evidence, do you have any, um, like, good evidence that you've caught on any of your tours? I mean, you've photographed any EVPs?
0: You know, I reached uh, about a month ago. I had some people on my tour, and the uh, gentleman said he had caught what he thought was was an apparition in the window of one of the the mansions we go by. And he kept trying to send it to me, and of course it wouldn't come to me. And then I did receive that picture a few days ago, and was able to put it on the on my computer as well as my Facebook page to have some of my paranormal friends some input on it. And you know we do believe that we we have caught at least one apparition in uh, the window of this mansion. It originally belonged to the first mayor of Marietta, Mayor Glover, back in the uh, mid 1800s. But uh, we've yeah we've got a we've got a few things. We just recently started doing this. We haven't been doing this uh, particular thing you know for a lo- you know for for a long time. You know, and I encourage people you know i we get everybody's email address, so I send them the when I get the e v p uploaded to an email I send it to them, and then we encourage them if they get anything either audio or picture wise to you know to please send it back so this is really the 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 second contribution that we've got from one of our guests, the first one was an e v p that came back out of the cemetery. And you could just hear some whispering on it. So if I wasn't there, so I don't know if it's the people that were there or they you mm-hmm. caught something, but I can uh I did go on this tour with this particular family and uh uh there, there appears to be at least one apparition in this window. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so what you are uh, you you're a handover uh Massachusetts, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I did, uh, uh, I had heard of you before, but I, <laughs> um, I stay so busy, that I did send out a like on Facebook, as well as uh, following you on the podcast now, because I, I did go this afternoon and listen to the interview with the, uh, with the Bell Witch Cave, and I've been there probably three different times.
2: Really? And it
0: was very, yeah, I was. Uh, I was up there with a couple ghost hunting buddies several years ago, and very fascinated by the entire story as well as uh, as well as the cave and the, the area there. You could definitely feel that there was something in the air, something going on there. But I was I was uh, I was real impressed with the podcast I heard this afternoon, and I was just with to listen to the bell, because I was actually at work. I worked. Office during
2: the day and get the tourists ready at night. Oh, it's uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, Been doing this for a lot of years. Uh, the, The interesting thing about that, that's probably my favorite. Story of all time is the Bell Witch. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing story, and and there's so much uh verification of it. I mean, you know, where even a, a U.S. president was involved. I mean, I think that's yeah. You know, I think it's amazing. That's that's all. I just you know, to me, it's probably the the most verified uh, haunting of whatever it was. I mean, we can't say it was a ghost. It's, it doesn't sound like a witch sounds like something it's some type of an entity but uh yeah. certainly interesting uh well that's that's great to know um one thing I was going to ask you is is do you ever get like any mediums going your ghost tours
0: uh we have not had that so far um I have been open to that uh-huh. to uh but and I do knew do know a few couple mediums in the area, yeah. but as of today, uh, none of them have offered or mentioned about to go on my tours, even though I have kind of slightly brought it up, because I would love to see um, what how much they feel about some of the places of the stories I tell about uh, you know, from previous uh, documentation from people who yeah. have barely experienced some sort of paranormal or ghost, ghost sightings of these places.
2: Yeah, you know, I find that really amazing that, that you know, we just had a, a gentleman from the Harvard-Cambridge uh, uh, tours, and and he said he's never had any either. And, and I find that amazing. If I was a medium, I mean, that would be an ideal thing to go, just to get your own impressions. And even if right. you didn't say anything to the tour operators, but just to, to see what they have to say with the impressions you mm-hmm. get. I mean, do you think of that, Leslie? That would be good or not?
3: I did that in Scotland. I went to the um, underground Edinburgh underneath vaults. Edinburgh, yeah, and yep. I did that exact same thing, and um, yeah, <laughs> so it is a fun thing to do as a medium, and you just don't tell anybody, and you just go and hear the stories, and, and know what you're feeling, and what you're picking up, and don't share it, so you may have had some mediums on your tours that you don't realize
0: it. <laughs> well, I, I could tell you we've had a couple people that say they, they are sort of an empath, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, that they can... You know they can feel something, but as far as really coming out and you know trying to show some sort of uh, what they feel or what they have been able to you know envision or see in their mind or whatever, there I've I've not really had that experience yet. Hmm. Yeah.
3: I, well,
0: I you think should that's... put it out
3: there that you're if, if you are interested. I'm sure that yeah. someone would bite if you put it out there. Um, that think are
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that would be a a good thing to do. And like I said, I do know a couple psychic uh, mediums in the area that uh, one that both of them you know talk to people that have crossed over. And. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think I'll extend an invitation for at least both of them. <laughs> there you them. go. You, you, you <laughs> know well, what's
2: interesting, Dan, De- is them. around here. I mean, we do a lot of events around here. We're part of the Festival of Dead in, in Salem, maybe Halloween. It's a month long celebration. And we oh. always get a purpuree of mediums at all our events. Don't you think so, Liz? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And. Um... I'm surprised that you don't get more than you do with our experience, but then again, it's Salem, Massachusetts. But, you know, <laughs> but haunted uh, Marietta. I mean, the South is like it's Civil War. It's it's, it's yeah, and You know, know.
0: we just we just celebrate the 150th here in, in Marietta, but you also got to remember, uh, and I, I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. But it's mm-hmm. fact. You know, we're in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And a lot
2: oh, of that's don't. right. The Bible Belt. Yes, yes, yes. Now, yep. A lot
0: of people down here don't like to talk about anything that they can't see.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so,
0: you know, I get, I would probably say that at least 50% of the people that come on the ghost tours say they've lived in Marietta their whole life and never had any idea that there was ever a ghost tour there.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we, we went down to Madison and, uh, we actually went into one of the cemeteries and we were escorted by a, a couple of the police. And um, they said, well, while we were there, we we're actually looking for someone particular. But anyways, while they said, would you check out a couple of officers that had died in the line of duty? We went, but they're on the other side of the cemetery. So we, we went and, uh, you know, we gave them our impressions at the time and everything else. And then the next day we were contacted by the police and they asked us if we would comment on a case they were working on. So we did that anyway. Anyway. Um, the 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 somehow the the uh, local newspaper got a wind of it and they they wrote a nice article on us really uh, and uh, and we left but then our agent uh, said there were editorials after that that people wrote to the letter saying how disrespectful we were because uh, there's no such thing in ghosts and we were in the cemetery doing Satan's work and all this other stuff and so it was totally different. <laughs>
0: And I I have come up with that, uh, you know, in in doing any of my paranormal research over the years. You know, (laughs) know, being a ghost hunter, I've had that kind of thrown up to and stuff, and it's like, okay. But I I think that that is, um, I think that, of course, they've been doing ghost tours in in Savannah for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. When when yeah. When you go to Savannah, it is an entirely different mindset. Mm-hmm. than it is when you get up here around Atlanta, and, you know, and some of the other parts of the state. It's an entirely different mindset. Really?
3: Savannah is the yeah. only place that I have been in Georgia. I, I drove through and stopped, and Savannah is as far south as, as I've ever gotten in my city. And um, it was a beautiful city. And if I were to judge all of Georgia on Savannah, I would think that it would be okay to, you know, do what you're doing. And uh, are they, well, what, yeah. What's the difference between Marietta and Savannah?
0: Just of uh, course, well, Savannah is a big, much larger tourist area. Much, 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 much larger. Um, they, their city was basically built on top of a cemetery, for all practical right. purposes. And they've been dealing with ghosts and believing in ghosts since day one. So it's none of it. Nothing of that is strange to the people that live there. They're they're very. I we go there at least twice a year. Um, getting involved in different things, and when you talk to the people down there, it's they're as comfortable and as forthcoming and outgoing talking about uh, ghost tours or paranormal things or ghosts, whatever you know. Yeah. As we as we are here in the show, it's mm-hmm. just it. But once you come back up and leave that area and start coming into other parts of Georgia, well, that's when you kind of run into a little bit of a hill sometimes with things.
2: You know what's interesting is is one time, and, and I'm I'm sorry we're getting away from the ghost tours a little bit. I'll probably get back to it. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, we had a ghost group on one time, and, and they were 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 paranormal investigators, I guess is the word, but they didn't believe in ghosts. They actually believed that everything uh, that they were facing were demons because their religion said that when you die, you either go to heaven or hell. So if you were still here, you must be a demon. But they had a paranormal group, but they investigated demons more than ghosts.
0: Well, I don't. uh, We've come across two cases since I've been a ghost hunter that involved uh, what we pretty well documented as demons. And it's nothing I really want to, if I can stay as far away from that, you know, as I can. And as far as any of the stories that we talk about in Marietta, uh, they're all very much uh, ghost-based stories. Nothing, nothing that's coming to anything evil, at least not right. so far. Right. Not so far.
2: So is, is that why you think they're accepted more in Marietta? Because they are ghosts and, and people are just thinking they're stories rather than anything based yeah. on them?
0: I I would say that. You know, I I would say that for, uh, you know, for Mariana to pretty much look at it that way. But, uh, you know, once again, you're still facing, um, you know, you're still facing the fact of, you know, people claiming that, you know, that they are demons in disguise and they're tricking people into thinking that they're they're ghosts but they're really not.
2: I see. So tell but us a
0: little still, bit of, still, All right, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, we still are a, very much a family uh, oriented type tour group. I mean, we, you know, we do, we've had kids, uh, children, however you want to look at it, come as young as ten, and, you know, mm-hmm. people up to senior citizens. And matter of fact, about a month ago, I had a, a lady bring her son and uh, he was 11 years old. And so he says, so what kind of ghost equipment do you have? This little 11-year-old guy blew me out of the water. I think he knew more than I did.
2: (laughs) But he was was amazing
0: on the tour, absolutely amazing on the tour. Uh But uh, yeah, I mean, this this is the bottom line. You know, we're out to entertain you. We're out to tell you historical facts about different buildings or places you know, in the Marietta Square area, and share with you uh, paranormal experiences that people have talked about and or documented over the years. And that's pretty much it right then and there. So you, you know, you can believe what you want to believe, take what you want, and leave the rest. It's Charlie up to you.
2: So what do you think is probably your most interesting story? And I don't expect you to tell me the whole thing, but just a synopsis of one of probably the most, one of the most interesting places that you do visit on a tour. I would
0: say one of the most interesting places that we visited on the tour is the um, Marietta Museum of History. Uh, the building's been around since 18, about 1830. You know, it's been a warehouse. It was a uh, hotel. It was a Civil War hospital. Documented, they say about 700 ghosts. And uh, we've got documented pictures from security cameras, a ghost, and it's always a great story to tell about it because you know, there's documentation there. It takes maybe about 10 minutes to tell the whole story, but over the years, people have seen a lot of things. They've seen uh, when there was a hotel, they would come to check in, they'd go upstairs to their floor, and it, the doors would open, It there would be Civil War soldiers standing there in an operating room, and they'd freak out and come back down just to go back and find it. It was either an illusion to them or it was there. Who knows?
1: Oh, wow. wow.
2: That sounds like a time slip almost. Yeah. 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 Oh, That's yeah. interesting, but believe it or not, uh, that bell you heard was the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here, which means we have to wrap the show up. So okay. uh, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. And once again, can you give out your website where people can go and find out more about your Absolutely. tours and so forth? Absolutely.
0: If you're interested in hear more about uh, going on our ghost tours, you can visit at ghost of com. That's ghost with an S, Marietta.com, and uh, you can always email me if you want to talk to me by anything at ghost at trolley.com. Guys, I've enjoyed doing this, and I want to thank you both very much for thinking about me today, and I'll look forward to hearing this podcast when it comes available.
2: Yep, it will be uh on iTunes, uh, archived on iTunes and and also on uh uh Togenet, So uh you can hear it at each place. And it usually takes uh you know a couple of days, but that's that's about it.
0: Okay, super, i look forward to it.
2: Dan, thank you so much. You have a great thank evening. You, Dan.
3: Irby, it was a pleasure early, talking early to you. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, bye now. <laughs> bye. Oh wow, well, that, that, that one fun. flew by, didn't it?
3: It flew by.
2: You know, I can't understand why there aren't any more mediums going on these tours. I mean, to me, I would think that would be the, like the, if I was really a medium, I would find that the coolest thing in the world to do. I mean,
3: I got t- when I went to Scotland, it was the coolest thing because you got to hear, you know, the story. Right. But then again, mm-hmm. you got to steal on your own. So oh. it, it was it was. I think I should do some more than just show up on people's (laughs) tours.
2: Yeah, there you go. Hey, maybe we'll do it together. Anyways, we got to wrap it up. Good night. God bless everyone. Bye bye.
0: From goalies to ghosties, long legged beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord. This is.